Greetings. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of the Harmonious Living Podcast with your host, Niamh. And today I have a confession to make. While I do many things well, one area of improvement that I'm working on is procrastination. Can you relate? Now, there are certainly many reasons why we do it. But on today's episode, we're going to talk about shifting our behavior and our thinking in ways that feel more aligned and more gentle to ourselves. So stay tuned. This episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast is sponsored by Harmonic Soul Wellness. There's no time like the present to improve your health. Check out our 90 Days to Wellness plant-based eating program. Contact us at 619-752-0462 or find us on the web at HarmonicSoulWellness.com. Greetings. Welcome to another episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast. I'm your host, Niamh. And today's episode is really um, personal. And um, I'm just going to say this, you know, sometimes when people put themselves in front of others as a an expert or as someone who has some wisdom or degree of knowledge about things, um, there's a tendency to have a perception that that person has it all together. And um, I will be the first to tell you that I'm a recovering perfectionist and also that there are a lot of things I do well, like I said in the intro, but one thing that I am in the process in real time of dealing with is procrastination. So I'll tell y'all a story. So have you heard of flexible spending accounts? Well, if you have, uh, or if you haven't, flexible spending accounts are a way to pay yourself back for medical expenses that you've incurred over the course of a year. And So I've been signing up for a flexible spending account for the past several years, and it's been a good way for me to cover expenses um, that are above and beyond like regular medical appointments and things like that. So for example, if you know that you have, um, if you know that your children need braces, or if you know that you're going to need some new frames for your glasses, or if you anticipate that you're going to need a surgery or some type of procedure, um, or even if you have like regular medicines or things like that, regular routine medical appointments, um, a flexible spending account is a good way to pay yourself back because it's pre-tax. You submit your um, receipts to the plan administrator and then you get reimbursed and it comes out of your payroll, um, out of your paycheck each week. So, 
Um, it's a pre-tax thing. And so, like I said, you know, you are paying yourself back basically for medical expenses. Well, the thing about it is that you have a time frame within which you must submit your receipts for that plan year. And so you have up until a certain date to have those appointments completed. And then after that plan year ends, you have a certain amount of time to submit your receipts. Now, in my case, um, I have receipts, I have money on the table from the most recent plan year. And I had intended for that money, some of that money to be used to fund some of the professional development that I've invested in. And so the plan year, the the time to um, submit the receipts is coming up quickly. And I've known this in the back of my mind. And but I just haven't felt like doing it. The process of uploading my receipts and putting the claim information in there. And so here I am now feeling tense, feeling um, anxious, feeling like time is getting away from me because I procrastinated. I avoided it. And procrastination at its root is about avoidance, right? Avoidance of a task that we feel is unpleasant or that we don't feel like we want to do. And and we'll, we'll talk more about some of the reasons why. Um, and also, you know, for me, I lately have been on this thing where I feel like I want to do things that feel aligned. I want to do things that feel like ease and flow. I want to do what the hell I want to do when I want to do it and how I want to do it. Right. And so because of that, if I don't feel like doing something, sometimes I won't do it. And that's okay. Like some things you can get away with doing that. You have a right to co-create and design the life that you want to live. Now that does not mean that my not doing certain things does not come with consequences. And so for this situation, the consequence is that not only do I now need to, if I choose to take the money that I have left there in my bank, um, if I choose to pursue this, it means that it's going to require some action from me that does not feel pleasant right now. Now, can I make it more pleasant? Yes. How can I do it? Shifting my thinking around it, perhaps. But the other piece of it, and the part that, that does not feel comfortable to me, is that I also realize that sometimes when we procrastinate, we need to involve other people. Sometimes there are things that we need from other people in order to do that which we are required to do. So that's when procrastination feels like scarcity. It feels like scarcity of time, scarcity of ease. It feels like scarcity of peace, of flow, because now there's a sense of rushing. And, you know, like I said, it's tense. It doesn't feel good. I don't like how I feel in my body when I'm tense. I don't like how I feel in my body when 
I'm thinking about, or if I'm beating myself up about something that I didn't do or shooting on myself, S-H-O-U-L-D-I-N-G, shooting on myself, you know, you should have done this sooner. And I don't like how I feel when I'm not being gentle with myself. So can y'all relate to any of that? I'm going to tell you some more stories, but we're going to take a short break. Stay tuned. This episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast is brought to you by 30 Days to Healthy Living with Arbonne. Ready to hit the reset button on your eating habits? The 30 Days to Healthy Living program is designed to help you have more energy, manage your weight, and feel more fit all in a supportive community of accountability buddies. Click the link in the show notes to find out more about the challenge and to join. And welcome back. So are y'all relating to any of what I'm saying? So I'm going to tell y'all, you know, as I said in the, the first segment, um, Sometimes we procrastinate because we don't feel that it's the time to do something. Um, or like I said, we may not feel like it's aligned at the moment. And there's definitely a case to be made for that. Like, for example, if you need to do something creative and maybe you haven't had the spark yet. And so therefore, you want to produce your best work. And so you're not putting pen to paper or you're not sitting down at your keyboard to type, or you're not getting on your phone um, to do something, or you're not sitting in front of the microphone to record your podcast episode (laughs) because the inspiration has not come, right? So years ago when I was in college and i guessing that some of y'all will probably relate to this too. I many times um, waited to the last minute to write papers. And, And don't get me wrong, sometimes we procrastinate, sometimes we avoid and we put things off because we are tired and we need a break. And we'll talk more in this episode about that piece. But I can recall times where I was formulating my thoughts. And so that's the reason why I told myself that I had not sat down to write the paper, even though this deadline was looming, even though I knew that this was something that was going to be important to my grade, maybe a a major portion of my grade. And I consider myself a good writer. I'm, I'm a damn good writer, in fact. Uh, and so part of it, maybe part of it for me was knowing, like, I got this, having a sense of, oh, you know, I can, I can take care of it. But what has happened, what had happened was that sometimes the time would get away so much so that, yes, I will get it done, but how late did I have to stay up to finish the paper? Um, (laughs) 
Sometimes I might have pulled an almost all-nighter. Um, at that time, I wasn't much of a coffee drinker. I'm still not a major coffee drinker now. I do have some coffee. Um, but at that time, I was using whatever I could to help myself stay awake in order to complete the paper or the project. And I think when you're rewarded by getting good grades, that is some reinforcement to you that you can do it. Now, is it the preferred way to do it? No, not necessarily. Um, And I can recall at that time, not feeling good about it. I can recall shooting on myself again, beating myself up, saying that, you know, you know, you should have done this sooner. You know that this is not how you like to do things. You know that you prefer to do things in a way that feels less rushed, more organized. At least that's what I told myself. And I'm guessing that you probably have experienced the same thing where we've told ourselves that we don't really prefer chaos, that we really prefer things to be orderly, that we really prefer for things to be um, easy and like just to flow and seamless. But is that reflected in the behavior? Do we actually set ourselves up for success, so to speak, when we know that we have something coming up when we know it's something that we're required to do. And like I said before, you know, we do have a choice. Sometimes there are certain tasks or projects that are self-imposed that we really do get to decide if we want to do it, when we want to do it, how we want to do it. And there is definitely something to be said for timing because I have certainly found that sometimes not doing certain things at a certain time and then doing it later when it did feel aligned actually did work out for me. But that's not always the case. And like I said, it is about how you're feeling in the moment about the task at hand or the project at hand. And when other people are involved, that's a whole other thing. And so it's about having integrity towards ourselves and really, really being honest with ourselves and asking ourselves, is this what you really want? Does this really feel good? And some of what we do, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I talk about the repetitive nature of the human brain. I talk about how we are creatures of habit. And so for many of us, our habit has been avoidance. For many of us, our habit has been, even though we can say, well, next time I'm going to do it differently. Next time I'm going to plan ahead. Next time I'm going to be more organized. I'm going to take care of this so that I can relax when the day comes that this thing is due, but then we do it to ourselves again. Why? Out of habit. (laughs) Sometimes there's fear involved and it might be legitimate fear, but 
more often than not, it's some misplaced fear or a perception of things that we think might come to pass, which usually don't end up playing out the way that we had imagined that they would. Because I mean, how many times have you thought the situation was going to go down a certain way and it ended up being totally different and it ended up being way easier than you thought it would be? And then you laugh at yourself because you're like, oh my goodness, I just put myself through so much unnecessary emotional turmoil when I didn't have to. So if that is resonating with you at all, then you're my people. (laughs) So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the four types of avoidance archetypes or the four types of procrastinators. So stay tuned. And welcome back. So before the break, I was telling y'all a story about my college days and procrastinating on starting a paper. And the thing is, for me, once I got started, I usually would get into a flow, but it was so much about the overthinking and the preparation before starting that tripped me up. And so I'm guessing that some of you can relate to that. And so that um, story that I had told myself was the first archetype, which we'll talk about, which is the one who says, I work well under pressure. Have you ever told yourself that I work well under pressure? And so what do we do? We basically force ourselves to have to do a whole lot in a shorter amount of time because we want so much for things to be a certain way. There's that perfectionism aspect where we want it to be like so amazing that we don't start. And so we basically put pressure on ourselves that is unsustainable. And it is about the falling into patterns and beliefs about ourselves that, oh yeah, I can do it. I can, I can make this work. Um, and so the biggest challenge is getting started. So the solution, um, according to this article that I read in Business Insider from um, two accountability coaches who talked about these four archetypes, and they said the solution is to set a start date rather than focusing on the end date. And so if you focus on when you're going to start doing something, then you take pressure off of yourself. And so I thought that was a really good idea because that is the challenge is when you know I can start anytime, (laughs) do we ever take liberties? Do we ever flex and just take so much time like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I know this thing is coming up. I know it's due on this date but I can start anytime. So a great reframe is 
putting a start date on the calendar and giving ourselves that time so that the possibility of ease will enter the picture. There's a second type of archetype, which is the self-deprecator who says, I'm so lazy right now. And the thing about these, these archetypes that they mention is that there are a lot of people who are highly successful who still procrastinate. There are a lot of people who are well accomplished, myself included, um, <laughs> who are procrastinators or who practice procrastination. Because one thing that I don't want to do is attach a title to myself. It is a behavior. And so I hope that if you label yourself in that manner, that you also give yourself the grace to say it is a behavior that I practice. So the second type, the second archetype basically is like someone who is actually not lazy. And when they don't do something that they have said they're going to do, they're extra hard on themselves. And part of that is you might actually be tired and what you actually need is rest. But instead of being compassionate with yourself, um, you may blame yourself or um, have negative things to say about yourself. And so a way to deal with that is to give yourself a break and to recharge. Sometimes like um, on a recent episode of the Soul Stories podcast with my sister, Rakia Michelle, she talked about creating a new habit where instead of being up to the crack of dawn trying to do things that you actually allow yourself to go to sleep and then wake up early in the morning when things are quiet, your mind is fresh, there's new energy, you don't feel the same degree of pressure and you're able to have more focus in order to do the thing that you need to do. And so giving yourself that chance to rest is a way to be gentle with yourself. And that is something actually that I have employed on some occasion. So rather than staying up late and then knowing that I'm gonna get up early in the morning anyway and dragging in the morning, sometimes it's good to just say, you know what? I've done enough today, so I'm going to shut it down. Tomorrow's a new day, and I will be refreshed. And especially if you're feeling that contrasting feeling of beating up on yourself and the pressure and the tension and the anxiety, it's best to stop the momentum. And like Abraham, Abraham Hicks talks about, take a nap or go to sleep because you stop the momentum and it's easier to stop the momentum of a vehicle that is at the top of a hill than a vehicle which is barreling down a hill fast, right? So the third archetype that they discuss is the person who overbooks. 
And so many of us have lots of things on our calendars and may have a sense of overwhelm because we have so many things going on. And so that type of of person who procrastinates may say, I'm so busy. And what we can do is be honest with ourselves about the things that we actually do want to do and admit when we don't want to do something rather than putting the blame on all of these other things. Because one of the things that I've recently begun doing and I have to be reminded of is to have a to-done list, as Kathy Heller talks about, or um, Julian Gordon, a coach that I um, did some work with a couple years back, talks about having a to-do list, meaning T-W-O, two things. And so instead of piling up on your list of things to do, put two main priorities on that list. And so rather than trying to do 10 or 15 things, as long as you complete the two most important things, then you can have a sense of accomplishment and you can feel like, okay, I got something done today. Therefore, I am going to be gentle with myself and recognize that it's okay. And guess what? The other option is that you can probably delegate some of what's on your list. So that's a whole other thing (laughs) is taking on too much and or not putting boundaries up if some of the tasks that are on your list are things that other people have given you and saying yes to things that you know you don't have the capacity for. Because that's another thing. It's about admitting to yourself what you actually have the capacity for. Is any of this making sense? So we're going to take a short break and process all of that. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the fourth archetype. Stay tuned. This episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast is brought to you by 30 Days to Healthy Living with Arbonne. Ready to hit the reset button on your eating habits? The 30 Days to Healthy Living program is designed to help you have more energy, manage your weight, and feel more fit, all in a supportive community of accountability buddies. Click the link in the show notes to find out more about the challenge and to join. And welcome back. So before the break, we were talking about the first three types of um, procrastination behavior. And with the one that's the overbooker, it comes down to, like I said, really being honest with ourselves about what it is that we want to do. And also asking ourselves the question, What are we really avoiding? And then the next question after that is, well, why am I avoiding it? 
And I think when we're able to have those kinds of conversations, those inner dialogues, without judging ourselves, but being observers, then that is a way to be in integrity with ourselves, a way to be gentle with ourselves, to view ourselves as human beings, not human doings. So the fourth archetype that I want to share with you all is the novelty seeker, the person who says, I just had the best idea. And this person basically is working on things, but then they come up with other new projects to take on while they're in the midst of the ones that are ongoing. And then they have a tendency to get bored or to move on to something else. And essentially what ends up happening is that you have multiple things that you're juggling and maybe you're not completing the things that you start. And so you might be able to take action and make decisions, but then you lose time because you're doing so many things and you have your focus in so many different places. And so as a result of that, if you're not focusing in a particular area long enough to see it through to the end, to see completion, then that is a type of avoidance. That is a a type where we end up having just feeling scattered and that can lead to overwhelm. And also that can be an instance where we feel we might beat up on ourselves because it's like, we can see that we have all these things going on, but we don't feel like we're making progress because we have not actually completed anything. And so we have things that are in midstream and a lot of entrepreneurs fall into this category. And so the challenge is focusing on one task until it's done. And I know personally, like where I may be in the process of doing a certain thing and an idea will come into my head that's like, oh, I got to do this or, oh, I have to reach out to this person or I don't want to forget to do this. And I can find myself, let's say if I'm writing in my journal and then an impulse comes up to reach out to a particular person about business or um, to send an email really quick while it's on my mind fresh. And I've found that sometimes it works and sometimes I can quickly do that side task and then come back to the main task, but not always. Sometimes that side task can end up taking me on a whole other road. And the next thing you know, I have to remember, well, what was it I was doing? Or I know, for example, especially pre-COVID when um, I was in an office setting all the time and having interruptions. And I know that frequent interruptions can be a thing that can take us off of the task at hand because now all of a sudden you're putting out a fire over here or this person has an urgent need and you're helping them. And then you have to come back and remember what it was that you were doing. And so 
one of the things that I've been doing lately, and I and I'm a list maker. I I actually do like having a list where I can check off and feel organized in that manner. Um, but I've been making it a point to when I'm doing a certain task to just jot it down, but to keep doing what I'm doing. I've also been using um, timers on my phone or the timer on my Fitbit in order to focus on a task. So I'll say, okay, I'm going to allocate this amount of time towards this task or this project. And when the timer goes off, I will be done or I will move on to the next thing. But just when I know that I am having this dedicated time focus for this specific thing, I find that it helps me to be more disciplined when I know that there are multiple things that I'm attempting to accomplish in a day. So that is one of the suggestions that these coaches give actually is write down new ideas or projects on a sticky note, but don't actually pursue it until you finish what you're currently working on. And I do feel like that does work. And I do feel also that the things that are important, let's say if I get an impulse to reach out to someone or to um, shoot a quick text or something like that, um, or even if I'm seeing notifications on my phone, and I'm sure that this may happen for you too. (laughs) If you're seeing notifications on your phone and all of a sudden you feel like that you must respond, you don't have to most of the time. We don't have to respond every time that our phone dings or every time that our phone buzzes or every time our phone lights up. And actually, in all honesty, you know, we now know more about the impact that this technology has on our brains. We now know more about the addictive nature of the way these notifications are set up and the reward that is happening in the brain and the chemicals that are being released. So we we do know that there is something to that that makes it that much more challenging for us. But putting our phones on do not disturb is a great way to help us keep our focus and also making a commitment to ourselves that we're going to stay focused and that those other things will not go away, that we won't miss out And so releasing ourselves of the FOMO of not doing a certain thing in that immediate moment is another way to be more gentle with ourselves. So I hope that some of what I've shared today has resonated with you. I hope that it has made you feel better if you have beat yourself up about your own procrastination behaviors. And at the end of the day, I always have to remind myself that everything is happening in divine timing. And so knowing this, it gives me a sense of peace that I am right on time. Thank you for listening.
Wow. I certainly hope that you have enjoyed this episode and I feel like a weight has been lifted because I've shared this truth with you. And if you can relate to it, then I hope that you are being gentle with yourself. And so these are some of the takeaways that I want to leave you with. Number one, be honest with yourself. Recognize what is the reason for your avoidance, because at its core, procrastination behavior is about avoidance. And so why are you thinking what you're thinking about the task at hand? Why does it give you a sense of dread? Or why does it feel like something that you don't want to do? Number two, don't should on yourself. Again, being honest, thinking about why you don't want to do something or thinking about what you do want to do and even giving yourself a reframe about the task at hand. Seeing if you can find something positive in it is going to be helpful. Number three, use some of the tools mentioned in this episode so that you can create some new habits because at its core, again, procrastination is about behavior. And so our behavior, of course, comes about from our thoughts, but also our habits come about from our thoughts. And so if we say that we want to do something differently, then it requires different behavior from us. So, again, if you have enjoyed this episode, I would like to ask that you share it with your family, your friends, your loved ones. Write a positive review. If you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified when new episodes come out. You can also become a monthly supporter of this podcast. And if you take a screenshot of the episode and tag me on my Instagram, Nayama underscore sings, then I will shout you out as well. So again, I want to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this episode. I know that you have many choices when it comes to your podcasts. And I hope that you found something of value in this podcast episode today. So as always, I wish you peace and love and have a beautiful day. Mm